Hi, everybody. This is Anthony Burroughs for Life and Finances with Sacrifice and Service. Marriage and finance, the true price. Now, while I was growing up, my mother often said to me, when you get married, and to her, it was a given that each of her children would one day when they become adults all get married. She saw it as her duty to prepare each of us for marriage. So therefore we were all taught how to cook, clean, and keep a decent home according to her standards. Now to her, those were the important elements of marriage life. I imagine had she lived longer, as we grew, she would have broken down the sexual responsibilities of marriage life. But that's another time. The difference in today's Bahamas as opposed to then is the proliferation of single persons headed home. You got male headed and female single headed. Where it appears that the pursuit of marriage isn't pushed as it was in years past. Now people say that this is attributed to what appears to be the decline in the amount of marriages over the recent years. But we'll look at some data as we go to ascertain if this is so or not. For my generation, however, that's those who born from the 60s on, I guess up to the 80s, getting married was the natural order of things for the continuance of one's life. Now, so far into this pandemic, a number of couples have chosen to delay their wedding slash marriage. Now, some couples have gone ahead and did it anyhow, and by so doing, they've been able to save a lot of money and get reap a good financial benefit because they no longer had all the pomp and pageantry and all of the guests and what have you. Because you know, when it comes to weddings and the wedding day, there's a lot of ka-ching, ka-ching, which then leaves the couple with very little money for the actual marriage. So, by now you must realize what I have under exploration for today. And that is marriage and finances, the true price. Now, marriages form the foundation of the society. And as such, it requires a tremendous amount of planning and preparation. That's if you want it to be a success. Now, this is where the knowledge and understanding of money is of its greatest value. And we already know that most of our homes never speak of money except to say how little of it they have. See, the financial cost of a marriage runs for a lifetime. Therefore, it takes money to run it. Let's rid ourselves of the brainwash myth that money is evil that's perpetuated by so many in our country. Folks love to incorrectly quote 1 Timothy 6 and 10. I even ain't going to say what it is, but you know when they say about the love of money. See, look at it like this. Money buys the food that we eat. Provides a roof over your and my head. Clothes on our backs because we can't go naked. Education for our children. Pays the doctor bills. Oh, and this one is important this time of the year. Keep the house cool on a hot summer day. Provides the birthday gifts. Affords travel abroad and enables us to help the aged and the less fortunate among us. You will hear persons say money isn't important. 
but nothing can take its place, at least in the areas of which money works. See, those things I ran on with a thought from Earl Nightingale, the father of inspirational thought, and in my opinion, the greatest motivational speaker ever, because he was steeped in the spirit of the Heavenly Father. Now, as we continue, let's look at some data concerning marriage in our great country. Now, governmental data is rather shoddy, which is no surprise, in that they were available only for 2005 and 2010. In 05, there were 1,731 marriages, which represent 5.3 marriages for every 1,000 persons in our population. However, from 75 to 2005, the marriage rate fluctuated between 5.6 and 7.4. In 2010, there were 1,405 marriages in the Commonwealth. The other data to accompany this year was unable to be located, but to my surprise, in 05, there were five marriages of persons under the age of 15. And also we must bear in mind in that 1,405 marriages that you would have a lot of tourists and what have you that come in and who have the dream of getting married in the Bahamas. Now, of course, in the case of the 15-year-old, it is a case where an adult, both parents would have to sign as being in agreement with the, their minor child getting married. And the minor child wouldn't be two 15-year-olds getting married. It will be an adult and a 15-year-old. So... I don't know if those were cases of shotgun weddings or whatever, but such the case. Now, let's look and see where we stand in relation to some other countries. Okay, in the United States, their marriage rate is 6.5, which ain't too shabby, I guess. Trinidad fluctuates between 6.5 and 9.8. Now, that's a whopper. Jamaica, 6.79. And then when you look on the lower scale, Portugal, 3.6 is their marriage rate, and Luxembourg, 3.1. Well, you know, a lot of the European countries, people just shacking up now instead of marrying and, you know, having the benefits. You still benefit financially, I would imagine. Okay, I used to think of that the number of marriages were a reflection of the belief in one's country. And then the belief that you have the ability to make it financially while raising a family. But after looking at the data I saw there, the dynamic goes deeper than that. Our culture supposes that most marriage are based on love. Now, it's common to hear, I found my soul mate. You hear that a lot, and so therefore I'm going to marry them. When God presented Eve to Adam, he immediately expressed his love for her. But God instructed them to work the garden while being fruitful and multiplying. See, now we're going to look at the financial cost of marriage, the real nitty-gritty. Number one, it starts with the wedding, and you look at the cost of the wedding, because this a lot of times dictates what follows in the marriage. See, the opening stage of a marriage is a wedding, and if it's correctly carried out, it leads to numerous benefits for years to come. Some couples have gotten this phase right. See, the key is to plan at least two years in advance. So the smart couples tend to do some things like this. They go to a local credit union 
or a bank and I say go to a credit union because banks I believe are the biggest thieves on God's planet but they are necessary so they go to one either of those entities and open up a wedding day account number two they do not and I repeat they do not take out a wedding day loan which takes anywhere from three to five years to pay back another thing they do is that they open a second account to begin saving towards the down payment for their first home another thing they do is that they meet with all of the entities that make a wedding ceremony successful that is the flower people whatever cake you name it they meet with all of them in advance and they get their pricing in advance and then they work on paying these people ahead of time by saving you see that way there are no surprises and the other thing they do is that they plan the ceremony from right then two years ahead of time you see I only wish I knew these things 40 years ago see folks knowledge is all around us ask questions read go online whatever you do grab the free knowledge that's out there because you know I like to say that people perish for the lack of knowledge that's one of the things that the Holy Spirit has always said about us you see the silly way to go about it is to just pop the question and walk the aisle six months later I'll hasten to say that if both nine cases like that, if both individuals have been working for a while, a couple of years, and are in reasonably good financial situation, then I'd say it's fine because they are in a situation to accommodate the costs that go with the wedding and the marriage. See, now let us look at what goes into the cost of this wedding day, you know, the big day. First of all, you have invitations. Now, if it's formally done, it could be as much as $600. If you are one of those do-it-yourselfers, then you can go to Excel or Word and find some good samples of wedding invitations. Just get some good paper as you print it down. The next thing is the rings. And this varies with taste in today's society. See, the thing is, the ring is almost like the replacement of the bride's diary. So you're kind of reflecting your love in a small way with the type of ring and the cost that you pay for a ring. Of course, a good ring starts anywhere from like $1,000. Then you got the groom suit. You can rent, which be like around 350 or you can purchase your outfit, which could start like around 700 The bride dress, she could also rent, but most brides like to keep that dress for some reason. A rental starts like around 550 And if she can purchase, which usually starts at about 750 Then you got the videographer. He's usually around $400. The photographer, sometimes you can get a good one at as low as $350. Then you got to look at the venue, the reception hall. Now, to cut costs if you want to, usually you can find a family or a friend who got a sizable backyard. Or if you have to pay, again, I'll refer back to the credit unions because all of them have halls that rent at reasonable prices. And most of them start from anywhere around $1,000, depending on the length of time you're going to use it. Now, hotel and wedding sites, starting at a minimum of $3,000, depending on the requested size of the hall. Catering, woo, this can be one of your great costs. Um, to cut costs in this case, if you want to, you can let family and friends prepare the food 
and you all can reduce the per plate cost between down to between $20 and $30 a plate. Now, if it's privately done, plates will start at between $75 up to $150 per plate. See, this is where many weddings get their cost overruns because Cousin Jim from Inago is flying in, Adi Sue and Cousin Bobo from Elutra, and these are often people you may have never met, but your parents have relationship with them and they insist that these people must be there. But of course, it's on your dime. Then there's transportation. That's dependent on the size of the bridal party, and that can be anywhere from $1,800 to $2,500. You got the florist, and this could be another costly one if you don't be careful. They usually start in the neighborhood of $1,800 and on up. That's to be at the church and another $1,000 if you go to the reception site. Um, the cake, and a lot of people um, are sentimental about the cake. Some people keep it a portion of the cake for their first anniversary and so forth. Cake could go as low as $250 as well as up as high as $1,200. Then you got the makeup and the hair for the big day. That's another $350. And then if the couple choose to have liquor, well, you're looking at another $3,000 right there, depending on the size of the crowd. See, the cost of the wedding alone, if you do it yourself, it could be like around $8,000. But if you're paying for everything, it could go as high as $35,000 and more. So the couple who pays for everything, though, tend to have less stress on the big day. Whereas the do-it-yourselfers, they can have a lot of stress because you're dealing with persons who don't do this on a regular basis. Now, if all of your resources are consumed on that big day, it could be some lean years ahead. So it's important to stick with the wedding budget and not place the basket higher than you can reach. Now, number two, this is the massive plus for marriage. Two incomes. See, with two incomes, it's easier for a couple to accomplish their financial goals. See, it's provided that, of course, they're on the same mind and have the same sense of purpose regarding the future. Let me go through some of the advantages. Some couples recommend that, hey, let's live on one income and save 100% of the other income. And usually they live on the larger one and save the smaller one. And this puts them in a better position if they want to pursue investment opportunities. Of course, it takes discipline and cooperation for this one to happen. The second thing is that they have a situation for the second thing is that it's easier to qualify for like a business loan or for mortgages because two incomes means a greater ability to pay. Ah, another thing, the third thing is that they are almost unemployment proof because should one person lose the job, the other one is there to pick up the slack. Now, COVID-19 is putting that directly to the test. The fourth item is that they're able to live, here we go, quote unquote, in a better neighborhood. See, most persons seek areas to live where they think would be ideal for the raising of their children. And then a fifth valuable one is the ability to do more traveling because, again, of two income. Now, number three, when you're looking at finance and marriage, the biggest cost will be children. Now, in our great country, the present birth rate, that is the number of births 
for every 1,000 persons in the population. It stands at 5.6. That's the birth rate. Now, we average around 2,223 babies born every year in the Bahamas. So, we are doing well for given our population size. But according to current Bahamian data, the average household has 2.5 children per house. And, you know, people are saying, it appears at least, that our people are having less children. And the primary cause we already pointed out is that child rearing is between that birth to 18. Oh, that's where the real expense is. Now, I can testify to that because in, in my case, my last child who was a boy, the monthly cost just for his extracurricular activities is more than our mortgage. So you know, children can be expensive. So let's look at the infant stage cost. You got from prenatal care to delivery, that could be around $4,000. And persons, if you want to, can go to the government clinic, but it's just a matter of having access and all of those sort of things why persons choose to pay. A bassinet where an infant with sleep could start at $150 up to $350. A crib between $250 and $1,000. Then you look at bottles, milk, clothes, diapers, walkers, things of those sort. Um, you're looking at during the just from infant up to five, you're looking at $1,500. Now you could cut this cost. One good way of cutting cost is to breastfeed. And with breastfeeding, you have a healthier child. And breastfed children, at least who are breastfed for at least three to four years, are less likely to become obese as adults. Ooh, now, what takes out a good chunk? Daycare. And that could be anywhere from three to $700 a month. A car seat, that's another $120. Then to baby-proof the home, that's another $150. So, and as you go on with further costs, you can need a larger home because the children. That's added forty to hundred thousand dollars on your mortgage. Then, as they after they clear at five and continue to grow out into those teenage years, you have increase in utility costs, water, electricity. They can water fast internet, food and clothing. For a family of four, food is expected to be around eight hundred dollars a month. School fees, and the cheapest you find is around thirteen hundred dollars. Per term, up to $5,000 per term. Healthcare, private insurance, that starts at around $600 a month, up to $1,500 a month. Now, the wonderful thing we have is that as Bahamians, you don't have to worry about that college education part, which like those Americans and some other countries have to dig up and pursue money. And another number four, when you're looking at tremendous costs for children, and I wouldn't elaborate too much on this, is the housing costs. But I'll say this one thing. The International Persons Land Holding Act of 1993 is partly responsible for the excessive high costs of homes in our country. But you can go back and into YouTube, go to my channel, Life and Finances with Sacrifice and Service, and look for the cost of living in our society. So. As we look at it, over the lifetime of a marriage, from the wedding, purchasing a home, having children, educating them, utilities, insurance, clothing, food, etc., just the bare necessities can cost a lower-income family up to $600,000, a middle-income family up to $1.5 million, 
upper middle income family for life of the marriage, $4 million, and a high income family up to $7 million. You see, but the wonderful thing of marriage is that there's a likelihood that generational wealth will be built and you'll be able to pass that on, granting a God-intended freedom. So, until next time, on behalf of the God of heaven and his son, the Christ, may God bless and prosper you.